Hi, greetings. Welcome back to Sequel Decay. Back from a hiatus and better than ever. Now, if uh, if you have been following our social media uh, at Facebook, Instagram, and at Decay Sequel on Twitter, uh, you might be very confused by the title of this episode, given that uh, we've made it more or less clear that our next episode is, is supposed to be Dune, and here we are doing a fireside chat, so what gives? And uh, to be fully transparent of the situation, like we do, we do, we are doing Dune, uh, we have it recorded, but we've had like a, just a bundle of like technical issues actually getting the episode ready and posted on Anchor, um, and we don't know when we're actually going to be able to post it hopefully soon, but I don't want to put a date to it. But uh, we do. We don't want to leave everybody hanging, especially since we have done like social media posts saying we're coming back. Um, so we have decided to release this fireside chat that we'd previously recorded. Um, and yeah, uh, that'll have to tide everyone over until we can get an actual episode out. Now, uh, a couple notes. We will occasionally reference the Dune episode, just because we originally planned on releasing this afterwards, um, and n nothing nothing spoilery for sure, but uh, it, it's worth keeping in mind. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that is pretty much it. Uh, we will be back with a couple episodes before our winter break, hopefully, uh, and we are thrilled to be back. Uh, so yeah, in, enjoy this ad and then enjoy the Fireside Chat. Anyway, welcome back to Fireside Chat. <laughs> where we left off and where we're picking back up. We... Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Although by the time you're hearing this, it's the week, it's ideally, unless plans change, uh, the week after the Dune episode comes out, our mm -hmm. uh, grand return to uh, the, the podcasting space that we have uh, really made our own in the last three years. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're 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 back. We will not be taking another four month break, no matter how many and no matter how badly our uh, our friends and family and loved ones beg us to. <laughs> uh, huh. And yeah, we're we're back and raring to go until the end of December when we're going to take another break <laughs> for two weeks, not four months. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, so Brandon's been working on shit. I think he's in a voice chat with his fucking classmates right now. Uh-huh. One second. Yeah? Uh, we're doing the fireside chat. Yeah. That was a little cameo for you folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll explain that in a minute. So, um, yeah, so Brandon's in his room right now working on fucking whatever. He's working on some stuff for school. He, he was having a meeting with his classmates, and now I'm fucking petrified at the idea of his classmates hearing me call, because, like, our rooms are right next to each other. I'm mm. I'm just terrified of the idea of me saying Rebecca Ferguson should be my Dobby mommy who steps on my fucking throat and his classmates going, huh. <laughs> By the way, uh, depend. I don't know if we, I, I don't know if we're going to end up keeping that in, because, like, I, I literally have no idea, no way of knowing right now. But mm -hmm. uh, that's how we ended talking about dune yeah that's is, how we uh, ended, that's how we ended talking about dune is thirsting after rebecca ferguson brandon and i go to the same school and it's a very small campus and uh 
I'm very scared of my classmates or our mm-hmm. classmates DMing me and going, so you want Rebecca Ferguson to be your massive milky dummy mommy, huh? And you're going to be like, yes. And here's the podcast where I say as much. <laughs> it's comedy, <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> uh, so I, I think like being seeing as how we're on the we're on the we're on the we're on the sideshow where we don't lie about who we are and where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I, th- I think we could talk a bit about like why we took that four month break. Yeah, because um, um, I think it's a little different for Brandon and I than it was for you. Yeah, uh, like I I guess like I can speak on my end. It is mostly exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. We, we had mentioned this in the previous Fireside chat, but, like, we had been recording Sequel Decay basically nonstop except for winter break for, um, at that point, more than two years. Yeah. So, and it, it's fun. Like, I don't think, I don't think we ever got to the point where it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. But it is tiring. Like, the, it, it's, it, it becomes a problem sometimes when the thing that you basically do as, uh, for fun, kind of starts to feel like a job. Uh, that's kind of where we were when we originally do when we were doing the podcast every week for season one. Yeah, that's why we eventually moved to season two because that was just unmanageable. Yeah, and with season two, like I, we're we're keeping the two week the two week release schedule because I I think we all more or less agree that it's the best the best course of action. Yeah, but the routine amidst like the stress of our everyday lives at that point was just kind of becoming too much. Yeah. Like, um, I, I'm going to be a little open and candid about it for a minute. Mm. Like I want to say shortly before we took that break, it was getting to the point where we were having meetings kind of asking ourselves if we wanted to keep doing this, if it was turning into a job. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of us were going to stop being friends over it. Actually, we don't. We don't actually talk outside of the show. I actually make them refuse. I actually refuse to let them make eye contact with me. Shut up, idiot. Because <laughs> um, that's the thing is like, and I think it's also because like we we each had. I'm gonna say two very different um, kind of approaches to the show. Like you and I had a very specific way that we wanted to go about it, mm-hmm. and. Brandon had a different way, and when we kind of realized that we were looking at things very differently, and I don't think either way was objectively the right way. No, no, it was just it was just like we, I, I think we had two slightly different ways that we were viewing it, and we didn't do a very good job communicating with each other. And, oh no, we did a terrible job communicating with each other, and it it got to the point where like we needed to have that discussion, we needed to have that talk, and I am I'm I'm actually really happy we did. Um, yeah. I think it was, I think it was like the best case scenario. So we had to kind of think of like how we were going to kind of go from this point on with the show. Yeah. Um, and then we did the show a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, like it went fine. Like that, that, that's like, I think we figured out a new routine that was like worked extremely well for us. Yeah. Like we, we found a happy medium that we're very happy with. Mm-hmm. I think, um, we found a system here. that works. We found a system that works right now. Obviously, if things have to change, things have to change in the future. But like, as it stands right now, like, you know, we, we found a system that works. And um, and then 
also on top of this, Brandon and I were planning a move to Toronto. Yeah. That we had been planning for a little over a year. Yeah. Um, him and I took a trip out to Toronto in the middle of July. Uh, we were going to record Space Jam while we were out there as well. That kind of happened. I think half an episode exists, maybe. So, so, so the, the I think we talked about this in the last Fireside Chat, but like we did, we we did. Uh, we it's another lost episode essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had originally planned to record it so that like, uh, the, while you guys were in Toronto, we were able, and it was kind of going to be like a test recording for what we have now because I'm still in Edmonton and you guys are in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think you could probably even tell if you listen to the recording, we were all very tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of us really felt that into it. And then I think the day after is when we had the, the talk that I think you're leading into. Um, it wasn't the day after it was when Brandon and I came back. Yeah. It was soon after is what, yeah. what I meant to say. Yeah. So like Brandon and I went down there one, just to kind of, look at the city mm-hmm. and make sure this is a place we were comfortable going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and two also to kind of look at places and try to get all that started. Um, we should have gotten it started sooner in my opinion, but for, for more, uh, for more of uh, funny apartment hunting uh, stories, look at our, look at the previous fireside chat. I was going to say, yeah, like I, I think we talked, I, I think Brandon and I go off pretty hard on it, but um, mm-hmm. no. And it was, it was very fucking stressful. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that when we, um, yeah, cause when we posted that, that was before we were actually putting applications down. I th- actually, that was probably when we were putting applications down on shit. And I even remember when we were doing that recording, we had to stop constantly because it was just, you know, you know, Brandon had like something came up with a contract. We had to go talk to our realtor, like all this mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a very, very stressful three weeks for yeah. both of us. Um, mm-hmm. And when we, I think shortly after we came back from Ad- or back from Toronto to tie up the loose ends in Edmonton, um, mm-hmm. apologies, I am finally having something to drink. Um, I did <laughs> not have dinner tonight. Um, no, but when, yeah, when we finally came back to tie up those loose ends in Edmonton before we moved, it was... Uh, you know, him and I kind of had this talk of like, do we want to just see if Stefan's okay with taking a break for mm-hmm. a month or two mm-hmm. just to kind of get our crap together and then we can kind of start up again in October? Because like mm-hmm. the plan was the plan was to start up again in late September, early October. Yeah. That was the game plan. Yeah. Um, Mind and- you, like w- when we did the fireside chat, I definitely made an explicit point of not mentioning a return date, which I think was the turned out being the very correct decision. Oh yeah, no, I don't think we ever mentioned a return date and that was the best thing for us to do. Um, but we were all hoping for like the three of us were hoping for like late September, early October. Yeah. Like we were hoping this was going to be extremely temporary. We were going to get our shit together and mm-hmm. you know, we were just going to get going. Um mm. And then a few things kind of happened. Uh, mm-hmm. One, Brandon and I were basically in a locked battle with the movers that we hired. Yeah. Because they yeah. delayed our stuff for a month and a half. I'm it, not it, even fucking kidding. It's we got our stuff absurd. two weeks ago. Yeah. Like that, we, got it, our, it, we got our stuff like two weeks ago. Like what was it? They, they just had your stuff in like a, a warehouse in like Winnipeg or something for like it, weeks at a time? It was a storage room in Calgary. And... Okay. um. 
Yeah, and they had it there for... So they grabbed our stuff on, I think, September 4th. Mm-hmm. They told us we were going to be seeing it sometime between the 14th and the 20th of September. Yeah. Again, this whole starting up again in late September, early October was tracking. Like, mm-hmm. that would make sense. Like, we get our stuff, like, on the 20th. We unpack our stuff for a week. We get started on the 27th. Yeah. Um. And then they tell us, like, hey, so listen, because we're t- we're we're doing it through like CN rail. And when you're transporting that shit via CN rail, you have to have a shitload of weight on that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise our crap was going to go all over the place and probably get destroyed. And yeah. there was thousands upon thousands of dollars of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like furniture, uh, TVs, like my entire Blu-ray collection, which is massive. Um, yeah we're now realizing as we slowly keep unpacking it, like we're not even done with the DVDs yet. We haven't even touched the tapes. Mm-hmm. So we're still kind of working on that. Um, you know, and all this other crap. And we were like, kind of hoping like, okay, fingers crossed, you know, our stuff gets here for the 14th to the 20th. And then, yeah, they said, yeah, we don't have enough weight to support it because another shipment we were going to send out isn't needed until the beginning of October. So you're not getting your stuff until the beginning of October. Right. And then it got delayed again for (laughs) the middle to end of October. Mm. And we didn't see our stuff until right after Halloween. Yeah. Like the Tuesday after Halloween is when we finally saw our stuff. Mm. And we've been still kind of unpacking ever since. Like, we're recording this on the 14th right now. 14th of November. Yeah, 14th of November. So, like, we've seen our stuff for just about two weeks. Mm. Um, And it, that was annoying. Um, And on top of that, um, I had a friend pass away. Mm. So, it's, uh, and that's been a very complicated mm um thing so it was like okay so on top of uh, like basically the worst move ever Mm -hmm. and losing a really good friend it was you know it was a lot to take in yeah and you know i think you know and mentally i wasn't ready to come back Mm -hmm. mentally i needed more time yeah um because i was somewhere between like you know obviously miserable and like pissed because of our shit with the movers mm-hmm. um you know brandon couldn't even jump on sequel decay right away until his stuff showed up because like all of his hardware for the show like his mic and everything mm-hmm. was in that was in there yeah like the thing is like we wanted to come back to this at some point we were hoping we would come back to this sooner a lot of unfortunate circumstances came up um yeah you know um it was it was I, kind of that my, that feeling, and th- there are worse cases of this in life. It, it's like it's like very low stakes. It's a podcast, but it did yeah. kind of feel like the universe was conspiring against it. Yeah, like it it just felt like yeah, like a lot of unfortunate circumstances. Kind of said like, okay, we can't really, we can't really record yet, and I mean, we were hoping to have Brandon on. Mind you, this was also very hastily planned. Yeah, we, we were. This is um. 
we 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 had wanted to do Dune for a while. We actually had a meeting a few weeks ago where we like confirmed yes, we want to get back to the podcast like as soon as is humanly possible. We just got to wait for some stuff to sort itself out. Yeah. Um which was a great relief by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, it felt really good to say those words. Yeah, I, and I think like there was that nervousness because like there was a long period where we didn't actually really talk about the show. Um just because we had other stuff going on. Oh yeah. What the, nothing's wrong with that, but like it did, at least in my mind, and maybe it was yours too. Sprout the have that fe- that feeling of like, what if I'm the only one who's still interested in doing this? Kind of kind of cropped up. I I think I think we all had at various points like had other stuff to worry about. Oh yeah, I had, I had other shit to worry about. So like the podcast wasn't always on my mind, but I know like once. Once emotions kind of set, sorted themselves out, and once I kind of started thinking about the pod again, mm-hmm. at first I had said to myself, "If they don't want to come back, I'm totally okay with that. We can end the show. Yeah. I just wouldn't mind doing, you know, one or two more things to wrap up, and mm. we call it what it is. Maybe we can have a fireside chat. Where we talk about like some of the ideas we were going to have to advance our crappy plot forward and whatever. But you mm. know." It was basically that whole thing of like, if they don't want to come back, I don't want to come back. Um, But if they do want to come back, I want to come back. Like it Mm -hmm. was, so it was never that whole, like, what if I'm the only one? It was kind of a, I'm going with whatever, whatever they decide. Yeah. Yeah. I I think like if it did come down to like me being the only one who wanted to come back, like, I think, I think at that point, like I would have, I would have been okay with it because like at the end of the day, like. It, this is a show. If none of us want to do the show, then why would we do the show? Well, exactly. It, this is something that the, the three of us started as a way to have fun with each other and talk about movies. And yeah. if it's not fun, there's no point in doing it. Yeah. And, you know, now it's and, and Brandon does want to come back as well. He will be back. Yeah. It, but like to get to get back to what we were, we were saying, like we wanted to do Dune for a while. We had met up. We had confirmed that, yes, we all really want to do the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't really set like a, a, a set date just because um, I have a job now and it, it makes like planning our like times to record a little difficult. We'll have to work around it. It's not going to cause any problems that I could foresee. But essentially we had I, I had kind of pushed for this weekend, but you thought you had plans. Basically, my plans fell through. Yeah. Um, at the very last minute. Yeah. So we, we essentially with like, I want to say like less than a day's notice. I, I was able to confirm that I don't actually work on the 14th and we were, and we had to, I had to watch two movies back to back essentially. And, and that, was, that was the only way this was getting recorded. Well, it was you watching two movies back to back and me doing a shitload of prep work. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, like uh, Brad had definitely wanted to be with us. Oh yeah. I, no, he did. He did. Like, I'm, I'm like, like like I, I, yeah, like this is the one thing I'll say. Like, I don't want to sound like we're talking shit about Brandon because we're not. He is yeah. so fucking busy and he is so fucking tired right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, like, and also, like, it wouldn't really have been fair <laughs> to expect him to be on the show if you, especially if he's busy, especially with that little notice. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just wasn't, it like, no. It, it, we, we usually try to plan these out like months in advance and mm-hmm. like, but like, I think there was kind of that feeling of like, look, if we don't record soon, we're going to lose the impetus to do this before January. That's the thing, right? Because like, I thought I want to get something out before the end of the year. 
Because mm-hmm. I didn't like the end, the idea of like the season ending in July. Yeah. Um, even if we did another Wheel of Misfortune, called it that. I mean, I would have thought it was fucking lazy, but something, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it was one project. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last Fireside chat, so forgive me for being A, senile, and B, repetitive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like there was one thing I was really fucking excited to do. Mm-hmm. I had planned it out for a year. Yeah. I had planned it out a year in advance because I really wanted to do this. I coaxed Stefan into this somehow, and I was so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to do this big fucking month-long thing for October, and it was just going to be this like, Friday the 13th Nightmare on Elm Street thing for five weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I was really looking forward to it, I will say. I, I was so excited. I was so ready and it died in the water. Um, yeah. Because A, we had to have that talk. B, we needed a break. And C, Brandon and I were moving. Yeah. Um, it we was, do intend on doing it at some point. It's just, we don't really know when. It's going to happen at some point. I just don't know when. Um, one of the episodes was recorded. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of sitting in a vault right now until we can get the other four done. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've got a lot of time. I know I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to send us a final cut or send all of us a final cut of that episode to listen to that way. We kind of know which talking points to avoid mm-hmm. in the future, but, um, but no, like it, no, but it was turning out really well. I was really excited for it. I still want to do it. Um, I also, it's not going to be our Halloween thing next year. Cause we have something else in mind. Yeah. Um, hint, hint. It's why we didn't start with another popular franchise film that happened to come out in October. Hint, hint. Confirmed. Um, and yeah. that one, that one's gonna be a lot of fun too. So like, maybe we're going to, maybe I can see if we can try to put them out in April. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to do some planning ahead of that. Yeah. But like we'll they will come planning. out at some point. It's just, yeah. we gotta, we gotta figure it out. Yeah, we got to figure it out. Um, And yeah, like maybe when we come back, like our first one back might be, I don't know, Suicide Squad or some stupid shit like that. Like we're we're still slowly kind of figuring out kind of how to come back. Yeah, we have we have like a whole backlog of stuff that we were originally going to record in the time period that we ended up taking off. Mm-hmm. And like it, 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 some of it is stuff that I've been wa- that we've been wanting to do for over a year at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Suicide Squad. So, uh, Satoshi Kone. Satoshi Kone, yeah, fuck. That one was... Yeah. Fuck, you wanted to do Ava? Oh, yeah, I still really want it. We've been hinting at Ava since, like, season one. <laughs> yeah, no, we've been wanting to, to do Ava for the longest time, and, like, we finally had the perfect opportunity to do it, and, like, mm-hmm. it's happening. It's happening. It's just a matter of when, but it's happening. It may not be next season. It might be season five. I don't know. It's happening mm-hmm. at some point. Yes. It is happening as soon as humanly possible, but mind you, humanly possible with uh, Ava is uh, a while. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. <laughs> so, so it is happening. I stake my fucking life on it. Mm-hmm. It's no, happening. No, it's the same with me. I'm staking my life on it too. I really want to do Ava. Um, mm-hmm. One of these days we'll get around to Twin Peaks. I am assuming that is going to be a season five thing. That is not a season four thing. Mm-hmm. I'm conceding to that, and I'm totally okay with that. Um, yeah. What were some of the other ones we wanted to do? I don't have the um, sheet on me, so I have no idea. Uh, we wanted to do Venom, uh, and that right. would have that would have worked out well. And I still really want to do Venom because that movie is fucking hilarious. I haven't seen the second one though. Oh, the second one's still pretty funny too. So yeah, yeah, and that one wouldn't 
be a bad one to do next maybe i don't know honestly like it it, it kind of is a pretty good lead up lead into spider-man honestly mm-hmm. um and i i guess like this 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 kind of leads into since i since i brought up spider-man um i don't know how much of the spider-man 3 episode is going to be talking about spider-man 3 yeah i i i think yeah because we've already done like a mcu spider-man thing so like this is basically just kind of a like an immediate pickup after that yeah so like I think we're going to see a little bit more of that in the future. If I can hazard a guess, like we're probably going to do that with Dune. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically stuff that a, we're interested in talking about, but B we've already recorded episodes on it, which is like, it has to be either a shorter episode or one that we're combining with something else. And so- the thing with Dune part two is I feel like we're going to have more to say about Dune part two, because like we said in the Dune episode, like a lot of part one hinders on how part two does. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it might be an in retrospect thing. Um, mm. Now, Spider-Man, fu- uh, get the fuck out of my home or whatever it's called. Yeah, and this can lead into a bigger conversation that I think could be interesting to have. Spider-Man yeah. 3, it is, it is very hard for me to picture a world where we have that much to say about it. Yeah, like I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if we only spent maybe 10 minutes on it. Yeah, here's here's the thing, folks. The MCU is not a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah, like there's a reason why we try to avoid MCU stuff as much as humanly possible. It's because mm. we find it boring. Yeah, like think of it this way. Like we've had a lot of MCU movies this year. We've had mm-hmm. ample opportunity to do a bunch of them because a couple of them have come out when we were still like recording. We have yeah. chosen not to do that. And I think uh, really it's kind of the general public as well that is kind of tired of these movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they're still financially successful, but like there's just this feeling of like in inanity to like seeing like four of these fucking movies every year. Well, exactly. I mean, cause what I didn't see black widow. Cause I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like I, every, every now and then, because I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I'm kind of a, I don't want to say completionist, but I like, I like having seen all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I get, and I haven't seen a whole lot of movies this year. So anytime I think, okay, I should probably catch up on at least some MCU stuff. Cause they're at least easy to watch. Uh, and to kind of, bo- to kind of bolster my list for the end of the year list and the, like the round Robin list. And then I just look at like the MCU stuff that came out and it's like black widow, Shang-Chi and uh, Eternals. It's just like, oh, I don't want to commit two and a half hours to this. Well, yeah, like, that's the thing. Because, like, I remember when, so Brandon, so Brand, oh, that's the other thing, too. Brandon and I live together now. Yeah. Surprise. Um, We've been making jokes the entire time because we, we're waiting for the day where Stefan's not on the show and it's just him and I. Mm-hmm. And him and I have both agreed, it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> because we've heard the way we talk to each other off mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> like we don't fight. We just like we're just dicks to each other. But um, yeah. <laughs> it's just two hours of raw sexual tension. Sure. No, but I remember this shortly after we moved here. So like there's a there's a movie theater really close to us. There's a couple, actually. Mm-hmm. And I remember Brandon just kind of knocks on my door. He comes to my room and he goes, hey, I'm going to go see Shang-Chi tomorrow. You want to come? And I said, no. 
I hope in that you both said that in the exact cadence. <laughs> basically, yeah. Like it was yeah. basically no, not really. I, I yeah, sit at home and jack off. <laughs> I, I think it, it's like a perfect confluence of factors because, like, a it's the fact that movie theaters just don't play as big a part in our life anymore. Oh, exactly. For obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. B it's an exhaustion with Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say it's an exhaustion of superheroes because I am ge- like genuinely kind of invested in DC at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see where that goes, but like Marvel's business model, like beyond just being like morally repulsive is like also like producing some really, really tedious art at this point. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, and yeah. And like, I don't know, like we've discovered like, over the course of being inside for the past two years, we've discovered like whole ways of keeping ourselves entertained that are probably more fulfilling than going to these movies. Oh yeah. No, like, yeah. Cause, and, and the, the other thing too, and I wish I brought this up before you burst out laughing. He asked me this at like 10 PM. He was going yeah. to like a 10 30 screening of Shang-Chi. Yeah. This is like 10 30 on a fucking Tuesday. And he was like, you want to go? And I'm like, no, yeah, no, I can literally do without that. Like I, you know, so he goes to the movie, he comes back. I was in bed by the time he got home. So he tells, so I asked him the next morning, huh, how was Shang-Chi? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, cool. He's <laughs> like, I get, I heard, I heard that in his voice too. And it's, yeah. very, it's even funnier that way. Yeah. I went, how was Shang-Chi? He goes, yeah, I don't know. Looks cool, I guess. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a marvel movie disillusionment baby like (laughs) you know and i i don't know if he's gonna go see eternals i have no fucking idea he doesn't seem interested in it um does seem interested in it though yeah because like and i also told brandon like dude i have disney i have disney plus like these movies are going to eventually wind up on disney plus that's the other reason why i didn't go to the theater Mm-hmm. they will show up on my television at some point and I will watch it and shrug. Like, why do I have to go to a theater to do that? <laughs> you know, I can watch Black Widow right now if I really want to. I do, I'm not going to because I just don't care. Yeah, I'm not going to because I have better things to do at an 8.30 on a, on a Sunday, but... Exactly, uh, 10.30 here. But, um, you know... There you wh- go. And, and, like... And the other thing, too, that <laughs> baffles the mind, that just, you know fucks the ass a little bit is like why would i as a human being spend you know 10 bucks or whatever to walk all the way to a movie theater Mm. in complete indifference Mm -hmm. spend 40 bucks on popcorn in complete indifference Mm -hmm. to then watch a movie walking into it and then walking out of it in complete indifference to then walk back home Light that cigarette and just shrug. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. so much work. I if there's one thing that the last two years has taught us, I think it's to value our time a little more. I think, yeah, like that's that's the one thing I will say is like I think the last two years has really kind of taught me like, okay, I do not need to go out and see every fucking thing in the theater. There is some shit that can wait for, that can wait for home. Yeah, exactly. Time and money, I should say. Yeah, time uh, and money. But like, and I mean, even then, like, I mean, me going all the way to the theater to go see Shang-Chi, it was just like, I mean, I kind of want to. Mm-hmm. That means I got to get up. <laughs> I don't want to so get up. It. I don't want to get up. 
Yeah. Like I, I will, I like, that's the thing is like, I will gladly walk to the park. I will gladly do a two hour walk around Toronto. I will, I will fucking like, just, you know, sit in the park for three hours and just, you know, read or look at my phone or look at nature or shoot the shit with Brandon or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And I will gladly do that for hours on end. I will not put the time and effort into going to see a Marvel movie in the theater anymore. Yeah. It's, it's just not worth it. Like, and like, I think, I think it is like worth mentioning kind of the nuances of this conversation because there are Marvel movies that both of us enjoy. Yeah, of course. And like, there are Marvel movies that I am genuinely interested in seeing, uh, like specifically guardians three. And that's Um, it for me. (laughs) That's it for you. Um, and I am kind of curious to see what Sam Raimi does with Doctor Strange too. I'm I'm curious, but like I'm not expecting it to be this master. I, I'm not expecting this to be like Sam Raimi's great return to filmmaking. I'm just expecting a pretty okay movie. Um, yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I know Sam Raimi at least at one point had it in him to make a really cool Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. but like I just don't know a how much of that is in him at this point, and b if Marvel would even let him to do do that because I think like. It- it's more the latter than the former, I think. Yeah, th- probably because like, as I, I think that's another reason for the kind of the Marvel fatigue. It's like we've been, it's been made very clear. Marvel is incredibly unfriendly to creators. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. And like, yeah, like with literally James Gunn, James Gunn aside. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. Cause like, the Marvel movies that I can still say I like, mm-hmm. I like elements of the first Avengers movie, but I don't think it works as a cohesive whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like Spider-Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. but I know I don't like it as much as you do. No, probably not. Um, and I really like the two Guardians movies. Yeah. Um, and like Infinity War and Endgame are fine. They're fine. You know, kind of like them. They're decent, I guess, but like they're not super well-made movies. They're just kind of standard Mm -hmm. practice. Um, Yeah. And those are the only old Ragnarok's fun, but like that's it. Did I miss anything? Like, not really. Like for me, like if I think of like S tier movies, like movies that I will gladly return to, uh, I think of the two Guardians movies. I think of Thor Ragnarok. Um, if I'm charitable, I might throw winter soldier in there. Uh, maybe homecoming too. Those are, those are, those two are kind of on the fringe. Everything else. There are movies I like in there. There isn't really anything that I'm like aching to go back to because like, that's the thing. Marvel has this mushy middle of movies that are kind of fun and to watch in the, in the, in, in the interim, like while you're watching it, but like they don't leave any sort of impression. Which is kind of which is kind of like the Disney mantra, I realize. Um, And then like it's only gotten more apparent now that they're releasing movies that like people actively just don't seem to like. And I know Captain Marvel kind of like opened the floodgates for this, Uh Um, which like that was the first Marvel movie that I like watched. And in the moment, it's not it's not that like I watch I watch it like a month later and I realize I didn't really like it that much. It's like I watched it for the first time that I'm not even really having fun anymore. Yeah. And Ant-Man 2 was kind of like that as well. Now that I think of it, 
Ant-Man and, 2, Ant-Man 2 was literally just in one ear out the other for me. Like it was so yeah. like I remember watching going, I guess I'm having fun in the moment. And then I was on my way home and I went. I would have had what more I fun watch? doing anything else. Oh yeah. No, it was it was I, I would have fun doing literally anything else. And also, what movie did I go see again? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like now, and granted, I haven't seen these movies, but like based on the reaction I've seen, admittedly mostly on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Brandon the three main social media sites. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, people don't really seem to give a shit anymore. No, like these movies are. Oh yeah. And also keep in mind, like I ended up watching WandaVision this year too. And like I fucking hated that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like they have a bunch of TV shows too, that like, if you would ask me five years ago, I would have been really psyched for because mm-hmm. like, I love moon Knight. That's like my second favorite Marvel hero. Uh, I I like Miss Marvel a lot. I I think the the Hawkeye series, like that Hawkeye, uh, the Hawkeye run of, run of the comics that that's based on, is like one of my favorite comic stories. Uh, but I don't care. I honest to God, do not give it. Even WandaVision, which was like based on the Vision comic, which I think you've read, right? Yeah. Uh, by Tom King, uh-huh. that comic is phenomenal. Uh huh. But, like, I don't care about the shows at all. And it's, like, specifically because it's the MCU, I just know, like, it's going to come out worse for it. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, because, like, WandaVision fucking sucked. I think Brandon said he watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Do not quote me on this, but I remembered him telling me it kind of sucked. Maybe I'm wrong. Brandon can barge in here and tell me I'm wrong. I don't really care. He can text me. You can mm-hmm. hear me through his room. Um, what do you call it? Fucking, uh, you know, Loki? I, I didn't watch Loki. I think he watched it. He said he I think he said that one was OK. Um, people seem to like Loki. I will. Yeah, say people that. people seem to like Loki. Um, Hawkeye looks like fun, but that's just more because, like, I kind of like that the trailer isn't taking itself super seriously. Yeah. And, and again, like the cop, the comic series that that is based on is like really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it looks like something that like isn't taking itself super seriously. It's like, okay. So I can see as being like something I watch at home and go, that was okay for what it was. And then never remembering it again. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, these movies are just boring and I just don't care. And like you, like I even, I was saying to someone the other day, like you could not fucking pay me enough to go into a theater and go see Eternals. Yeah, Exactly. I, um, I don't care. And this is an this is another thing. And like this has less to do with like filmmaking and like I guess the morality of Disney as a company, but like it has more so with like the the narrative of the MCU as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like because what for whatever whatever you think of most of the MCU, for most of its run, like it was like building to something. You could argue poorly for sure, but it was. And I think part of that did help like cultivate a following uh-huh. uh because you had people who were in it for different characters and who liked seeing like their characters interact with other care with other characters in the in the, in this franchise so like you had people who were along for the ride but like once endgame happens it's kind of over uh-huh. and like it just kind of feels like the, it really does feel like they're beating out a dead horse because like the thing about the discussions about like where the MCU goes from here. It's like, okay, well, if you look at the comics, what are the other cosmic threats? 
like it's probably like Galactus and the Skrulls. They're kind of le- hinting at secret invasion. I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't really care. But the thing about that is like, how do they make that distinct from Endgame? They won't. They can't. It, it like it, it, it's it's just another cosmic threat, like except with more Fantastic Four thrown in. Uh-huh. Like they're. How are they going to distinguish it? I don't know that they can except to like rotate new heroes in. They're just it just kind of seems like a narrative dead end at this point. Well, yeah. And like the problem and here's the thing. You'll hear a lot of people bitch and be like, well, it's just like this in the comics. So why are you complaining? It's like, yeah, but it works in comic books. It doesn't work in film. Yeah. Also, the other thing they got to keep in mind, too, is like there was a lot like those comic book creators had a lot more fucking artistic freedom than any of these filmmakers do right now. Yeah, exactly. And like. Like when uh, when Infinity Gauntlet first came out, when uh, even if you want to cross into DC, like when Crisis on Infinite Earth came out, like a lot of these were people doing the best possible work they could, given some pretty shitty situations from management, and they still kind of knock it out of the park. But when it comes to Marvel, it's like people who just aren't really dealing with the same kind of pressure. And I'm not necessarily saying that they should be put under that kind of pressure, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be fair. it's just really hard to write yourself out of that kind of thing. Whereas you can in comic books in, in, in like serialized comic books do a much better job at like presenting a threat that by all, by all rights should be pretty similar as something novel and dangerous. The other thing too, is like comic books don't have to go through test screenings and focus groups and like trying Mm -hmm. to make this as massively accessible as humanly possible. These movies do. Yeah. These movies have to be accessible to as many people as humanly possible. You like these can't be R rated movies because then you're losing a demographic. You're actually losing several demographics, you know, Um, Mm. you know, like they can't be too threatening or too out there because then you're going to lose certain people. Like they have to be as like cookie cutter and bland as humanly possible because it's, get get as many people as you can and that's the problem with these movies like comic books that's the thing if you look at the eternals comics they're beautiful yeah they're, they're ab- that's like vibrant. Kirby at his best yeah like th- those are amazing and like mm-hmm. i don't know what the fuck marvel or chloe Zhao or whoever made that decision was thinking mm-hmm. to be like and like i don't believe chloe Zhao for a fucking second when she says oh i'm, I'm influenced by terrence malick like shut the fuck up yeah, you're you're covering someone's ass, <laughs> you know. I too looked to Zack Snyder's Man of Steel for my artistic direction. Yeah, like that's the thing is like as boring as Man of Steel looks, at least you can say that was an artistic decision. Yeah. Um. You know, I can't say that about like I don't I do not believe the the look that Eternals has right now is intentional because that shit looks boring that shit looks like a crappy video game at worst yeah like it, it looks offensively bad yeah like that that i don't know if you saw that like clip of, of like angelina jolie fighting i don't know fighting a dinosaur or yeah something. yeah i saw that and it i was, just, it looked like it looked like a gamecube game dude i was falling asleep when i was watching yeah. that and it's like what two seconds long yeah exactly i i, I will say since, since you brought up Zack snyder i think like i still don't like batman v superman but like the more I think about it in comparison to Marvel movies, like the more I kind of, I respect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and like that only goes tenfold for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, I I I rewatched it recently, and like I I think I only liked it even more. Yeah, because like it is it is trying to be something like it. What what do you think about it? It is a very conventional like cosmic threat superhero story, right? But it's the way like, it's told. Yeah, it's 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 entirely the way it's told. It's the it's the vision of it in the way it's told. Mm-hmm. It's. It is something that, like, feels refreshing because, like, for so many years we've had these, like, stifled, like, static movies that, Uh like, don't really – don't and these characters that, like, kind of substitute actually having, like, interesting characters. And to be fair to the MCU, like, there are some good characters in there, but, like, especially in, like, the the team-up movies, like, they're supposed – you don't really get the sense that these people are friends. (laughs) No. Like, they – they just got it like my my I watched it with my girlfriend and she said like the main gripe that she has with the Avengers movies, which she fucking hates more than either of us, by the way, <laughs> uh, is that like these people dr- seem to genuinely hate each other, mm-hmm. whereas the Justice League, it does actually feel like a found family. Mm-hmm. It really does. I think like the heart of the superhero movie was almost uh, this sounds kind of pretentious, but because it because it is. But, like, the heart of the superhero movie was almost kind of recaptured with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's, like, I don't think superhero movies are an inherent evil to the film industry. I don't. Yeah. I really don't. It's just another genre. Yeah. You do what you gotta do. We got, like, there's really interesting shit you can do with it, such as long as you're actually doing something with it, and as long as the story you're telling is actually interesting. Yeah. I don't think the problem is superhero movies i think the problem is a the extreme oversaturation of a genre mm-hmm. and b just people being very sick and tired of bland ass shit i mean there's there's a reason why dc's doing well right now and it's because they're taking risks they're taking chances they're telling stories they're they're finally finally letting their directors do what they want yeah exactly like whether it's i don't know if it's like Warner Brothers actively giving creators more freedom or Warner Brothers just realizing that they need to step the fuck back, especially mm-hmm. after what happened with like Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns on the set of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, But like I've watched like a lot of the trailers for the new ju- for the new DC movies. And like as sad as I am that they're not continuing with Zack Snyder's Justice League, like which ad- as we said on the episode, like if it's better for his mental health, like whatever, it's fine. Yeah. At least yeah. we got to see the story. Um. I'm way more like I watched part of like the DC fandom, like that whole this whole like fan event that they had. Yeah. And like there's some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, of course, like it, it's it's at the end of the day, it's just a corporate wank fest, whatever. But like there's stuff that I as a comic book fan and as a movie fan am interested in seeing. Yeah. Like, Batman looks really good. I mean, yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm not as excited for um that new flash movie. Cause I don't give a shit. Like that one seems, mm. that one seems kind of lazy. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as into the flash, but like Shazam two and Aquaman Shaz- two look Shazam two looks great. Aquaman mm. two. If it's as stupid as the first one, I can't wait. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I, I think like the fact, like we've seen basically nothing of it, but the fact that they're making a Batgirl movie without Joss Whedon is very, <laughs> <laughs> is, is very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you mentioned, like I think a Batman movie looks fucking great. <laughs> oh yeah, that looks incredible. Like it's like it's not the superhero movie thing that's the problem. It's literally just 
people are sick of monotonous bullshit. They are. Mm -hmm. Like, idiots will flock to these Marvel movies. Of course they will. There's a bunch of them accusing, like, anyone who... Like, you can go online right now and say, I don't want to go see The Eternals, and someone will call you a bigot. Yeah, yeah. Because they're using that as a fucking shield. It's They're just... They are literally using performative action as a shield because they don't want to admit, okay, this movie actually looks like crap. Yeah, that I think like, and that this is this is definitely like a vast majority of even Marvel fans. So we we should we should lead with that. But like, it really is people who can't really recognize any sort of emancipation or liberation that isn't just like corporations realizing that not realizing that not including these people in these movie in in their movies would make them less money in doing that like uh-huh. it's corporations why riding a trend uh-huh. and that that's like the and like i hate to generalize but it really seems that like for these people like liberation uh, like a pro- the liberation of oppressed minorities is appearing in a marvel movie and then voting democrat every four years yeah uh, like it's it's well well it's it's sad and like this isn't me saying like i i don't know no black superheroes that's that's clearly not what i'm saying but what it is is like i just think people should like have higher standards yeah no it, it should be higher standards than oh look uh we hired chloe zhao and this movie's kind of diverse yeah no it, it should be that that shouldn't be the standard because again yeah. they, they are doing this for money the standard mm-hmm. should be that they should have been doing this in the first place they shouldn't have been mm-hmm. waiting to see how much money wonder woman made before they made black widow yeah exactly they should have just done it mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah it's it, it it's not fucking rocket science and then when they do make a movie featuring mm-hmm. i don't know a female superhero or featuring a very diverse group of them mm-hmm. then ask for a good movie just because it's there and it exists doesn't mean it's the end all fucking be all. Yeah. You demand quality. You demand something that really speaks to like you want to make you want to make a female you want to make Captain Marvel? Yeah, please. Make Captain Marvel, but make it good. Make it speak yeah. to that demographic that you are mm-hmm. appealing to. Make it make it and have I- an impact. And ideally, ask for something that isn't just a blowjob to the military-industrial complex. Please, yeah, like for the love no, of uh, God, like these movies. Like, these movies are literally turning. Like right now, the way that um, these movies are turning out right now, it really does feel like that SNL bit where Kate McKinnon was dressed up as Hillary Clinton singing "Hallelujah" by Leonard Cohen. <laughs> That's so fucking pathetic. That is literally how these movies are right now, where it's like these really crappy performative attempts at getting money out of people. Yeah. Please expect better when they're trying to make more diverse superhero movies. Please ask for real movies. Yeah. Black Panther was onto something until it really wasn't. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Like that's the thing is like black Panther's like half of a really good movie. Yeah, Um, it, it really is. You know, um, and that was nominated for best picture. Which is wild. Which is hilarious. To be fair, like, it is, like, as not great as that movie is, it is better than, like, most nominees for Best Picture. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it fit right in. Um, 
like a glove, I would say. But um, so speaking of travesties that aren't Marvel and somehow things that are more entertaining than Marvel. <laughs> it is going to be funny in the description how to tie together the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Kyle Rittenhouse. And we're going to do it somehow. Um, <laughs> you've, have, you, have you been watching the trial or are you just seeing bits of it on the Internet? I've been actively avoiding it except for the bits that get pointed out to me because they're funny. <laughs> like same. The, the the part that I've seen the most is like him sobbing. This like big baby, this fat blubbering pussy, uh just like crying because he he might potentially face the consequences. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. And I, like there's different like remixes of it. There's different like there's different <laughs> there's different like music played behind it, and it is so funny. My favorite is, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he's from our our our, uh, our good buddy whose name I will not mention. But he says like that face when the that face when the GF says no pussy tonight. He's <laughs> 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 just him crying. Oh fuck! There was, there was another one I saw actually. Um. <laughs> I, I forget who posted it. Please tell me I haven't liked. If not, I'm going to have to like really paraphrase. That's okay. Um, it says, eight-year-old me after my parents found biggest boobs in the world in my PSP search history. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, chug this Kenosha cushion. You can walk free. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, that's that's all I got. Um, I'm I'm actually in the process of posting one right now mm-hmm. on the sequel to K page. A fucking piss, baby. Oh, what a giant! Like, like I said, just a big fat quivering pussy. I just, just the bit fucking insecure dipshit should be rotting in jail. Should be, should be, yeah. and he won't. He won't because. Uh, because because of things that are almost too exhausting to talk about, but like the I th- the judge is like quite absurd, like comically holding his hand through all this, mm-hmm. like like he's his like he's his fucking dad or something, mm-hmm. and it is it is absurd, really. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, like I don't know. Like, he's good. He, he's gonna. He's gonna. He's going to walk or at best get like a slap in the wrist and he's going to turn up at like a proud boy's rally in like two months. And we're going to we're going to and like people are going to wonder, oh, how how could we have prevented this? Yeah, exactly. And like I was talking with a friend of mine about this Mm. and he asked me, he's like, okay, I, I actually don't know. And he said, like, I genuinely don't know. And I go, okay, And he goes. But how many people died at that rally that he went to with that gun? And I said, you know, actually, I don't actually know either. Let me look it up. Because he said, like, if it's what I'm thinking it is, the prosecution is a really good fucking case right now. Yeah. And so I looked it up. And sure enough, it was what both of us were thinking. That Mm -hmm. the only people that died were the two people Kyle Rittenhouse killed. Yeah. Um, And then... I think like as far as injuries go, like there was a cop and a firefighter who got injured. Mm. And then the other injury was the other guy that Kyle Rittenhouse shot. Yeah. Yeah. So like basically the prosecution has a fucking case on their hands where they can be like, yeah, if he didn't cross state lines with that gun, nothing would have happened. Yeah, probably. Cause like 
the thing about like 99.999% of these like far right dipshits is that they're utter cowards. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're honestly presented as much more of a threat than they usually are. Mm-hmm. They are, they have no balls. They, they, yeah. they, they, they will not do if, if you show up with like, if they show up with their posse of like, I don't know, uh, 15 incels who like their, their main, their main policy policy desire is to like want their ex-wives to respect them. And like you show up with like 100 counter protesters, they're gone in a minute. Mm-hmm. They do not actually want to get punched in the face. No. They're terrified of that. No, exactly. Exactly. Like, and the thing, you know, and the thing that baffles me about like, and again, like basically I don't like throwing this word around cause it's lazy, mm. but I would make a stone cold argument that Rittenhouse is a fascist. I, I I don't know enough about his personal beliefs to like know that. And I don't know that it really matters. No, I don't think it really matters, but I think like, I think him illegally crossing the state line with a semi-automatic rifle to show up to a protest with it says more than it should. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he's basically just one of those, like in my eyes, he's, he, he's, He's one of those fascist armed bodies that are meant that are made to protect the state. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think he serves like a, a similar purpose, like laterally. Yeah, uh, because like he is like he got congratulated by cops. <laughs> like, exactly. That's the thing. Like he basically because what they didn't even touch him right away. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't do anything. Like they basically just handed him a Gatorade, gave him a pat on the back and a hand job and said, congratulations, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like look what you did. You mm-hmm. killed two people. Like congratulations. Uh, you did it. Like it, it just bothers the fucking hell out of me that like this, like, cause I, I was even saying to you, I think this is going to be like the OJ trial of our time. Yeah. Except we know 100% for sure that he's guilty because we've seen the footage. Um, You know, if Norm MacDonald were still alive today, I can already hear him jumping online or whatever going, well, it's it's official. Murder is finally legal in the state of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, (sighs) just fucking pisses me off. I haven't watched the trial either. I'm I'm trying not to watch it. Like, I'll watch like... I'll watch him sob like a little piss baby bitch, but like, yeah, no, that's the only Kyle Rittenhouse trial content that I'm actually going to, uh, to consume. Yeah. It actually makes me happy. I would like it if that kid got shot or something. I'd like that. If that kid faced like the bare minimum for the consequences of his actions, but just oh, yeah, probably would... get the, probably get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. <laughs> that would be ideal, you know, but alas, the, the world doesn't work like that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm not doing the sign off again. All right. I can do the sign off, but let's think, let's think of something like not soul crushing to talk about before we, before we end it off because I don't want to end it on that note. Okay. So let's, at least just very quickly because we only have a few minutes. Okay. So let's see here. We've talked about the MCU, which is soul crushing Kyle Rittenhouse, which is soul crushing. Yeah. DC, which is not. Yeah. But we don't want to. We don't want to drink from the well again. Um, so, Stefan, what do you want for Christmas this year? 
It's a very good question. I actually like f- fun fact. Actually, p- part of my uh, Christmas present for my parents was to help pay for the plane tickets to Toronto, and what part of part of which was to was to visit you and Brandon. Right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So that was. That was that was fun. I almost went to Toronto again in November, which would have been kind of funny because it like w- within like uh, w- it, we'd never actually got to record the podcast in person. And yet we have actively been we would have actively been able, able to hang out in person multiple times, mm-hmm. which I thought would have been kind of funny. That is kind of funny. Yeah, I th- I think like. What one thing I realized is that I would never be able to live in downtown Toronto. Because like there is the glass buildings like blind me every time I go outside. Downtown Toronto is not that great, but also like, you know, it's I don't know, like what I really like about Toronto is like I can walk down a street for an hour and I've just seen a million different parts of the city. That's true. Um, I like that part of it. I like I like exploring makes me happy, Um, Mm. you know. And I think honestly, being here has been exciting for me because Feels like my life's really turning around, you know, because mm-hmm. a bunch of 18 to 20 year old film students think I'm cool. <laughs> and that breaks my fucking heart, actually. <laughs> right. We were supposed to end this on a not soul crushing note. Yes, <laughs> that was that was the idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my earnest desire. But you had to shit on that. <laughs> Fuck. Um. It's <laughs> a note we can end this on. That's not completely shitty um i you no longer have to see me in person for a while <laughs> wait never mind shit actually i'll be seeing you in a couple weeks yeah that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> soul crushing <laughs> um fuck okay um i like boobs uh, they're neat they're neat I want Rebecca Ferguson to step on me. Fuck it, we're ending it on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just to, just gotta wrap up the pertinent bits from the beginning. Uh, sequel Decay is back until we take a break, but after that, we're back back on the back on every two weeks. We will not be taking another four month hiatus. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we and we will move heaven and earth to make sure that. Ha- doesn't happen unless we get really tired or something. I don't know. Um, Marvel um, sucks. Marvel sucks. Kyle Rittenhouse uh, sucks. Kyle, R- Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, again, a uh, big fat quivering pussy. Um, <laughs> and and uh, uh, yeah. Chris would uh, like nothing more than for Rebecca Ferguson to be his next steppy dommy mommy. Yep. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Seriously, just imagine her dressed up in like really, really fucking tight leather with like those like combat military boots on with like the spikes in the heel like just ramming the spike through my mouth and like you know the the like the the shoe part on my throat mm-hmm. brandon anyway, just laughed everybody brandon just left <laughs> the other room <laughs> <laughs> that's brandon's second cameo of the of the evening <laughs> I don't know if Brandon's laughing at me or if he's chatting with someone or I hope to God he's gaming with someone. I swear to God, this is people we go to school with, but (laughs) I'm going to finish the bit now. I'm going to have some balls on that note. It's probably time to call it. (sighs) All right. I didn't get to, I didn't get to her taunting me. All right.
so on that note, uh, <laughs> we are sequel decay back forever till the heat death of the universe. You can find us on anchor, our main hosting site, as well as Spotify, uh, Google podcasts, Apple, basically wherever podcasts are appear, we'll, we'll be there. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and in the future, TikTok, we will see also YouTube. Um, <laughs> But I, but I guess we'll see about that, too. You can find us on our individual social medias at Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, mm-hmm. As always, we have links to Black Lives Matter, the Mi'kmaq Livelihood Fisheries, as well as the Indian Residential School Survivor Society. And we encourage you to check those out and donate if you can or and not let those conversations die. Uh, and um, am I missing anything? I don't think so, no. Um. <laughs> All right. I, I figure I should check now because, uh, holy shit, we are very bad at this now. Uh, <laughs> I love how I'm the only one that's actually good at it. My memory is fucking shot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, good night. We will see you very shortly. Yeah, we'll see you guys soon. I guess we won't see you unless we personally know you. You will hear from us shortly. That sounds foreboding. That sounds so menacing. (laughs) You'll be hearing from us shortly. You'll be hearing from us, our lawyers, and my high-bound leather dummy mommy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I just want to feel love again.